Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we're talking about the horror experience that feeds in to the Moon Knight directors and their decisions for Moon Knight. Uh, we're talking about uh, some leaks that have possibly told us the episode titles and release date for Miss Marvel, as well as a sad day. All of the Marvel Netflix shows are leaving Netflix, but where will they go? We'll discuss right after this. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Ashley Coffin. Ashley, how are you today, my friend? Good. I'm good. It feels like it's been a long time, but it, yeah, it, it hasn't probably in podcast time. No, in, in, release, <laughs> they, in releasing, uh, we've released them regularly, but we recorded... We normally record every Monday and we had to schedule every this Monday. one weird. So uh, this one's like we're scheduled. We're recording on like Friday night, which is very strange. <laughs> this is what we do on a Friday night. We're real party people, everybody. Having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> How's Dallas? <sighs> you know, it's good. It's good. It's a uh, it's been a it's been a good trip. I, I came here. So, I, I, you know, I go to Dallas once a month and I stay for 10 days every month. And to do that, I skip one weekend of work to be out here. Uh, but to do that this time, the only weekend I could skip in February was the last weekend. Or I'm sorry, January. And the only weekend I could skip in February was the first weekend. So I ended up coming out here for 10 days, driving back to Birmingham to do two pretty big gigs and then driving yeah. directly back to Dallas. <laughs> so oh, like, no. I went home for four days and then immediately came back all the way to Dallas. So it's kind of, kind of wild. A that silly. is a lot of miles. Yeah. My car is getting up there, getting up there. It always, I always <laughs> drive a lot, but the, this, this once a month to Dallas is really killing me on my, like I have to get a uh, oil change like every month now. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, before we get into the news, let me just say, uh, we, if you have not signed up for the draft yet, if you don't know what the draft is, go a few episodes ago. Uh, we're doing a 2022 Marvel superhero draft where you pick your heroes and based on how much they appear, and if they get cameos, they get different points. There's a whole point system and we're going to do a, uh, a whole thing for 2022 uh, Marvel movies and there's going to be a big prize it's going to be super fun so go check it out it's strandedpanda.com slash draft and the deadline is going to be February 13th uh, also Sarah Day asked me to ask you if you're using a school email address uh, she's had some school email addresses get kicked back so if you've used a school email address and you have not heard from her it's because it keeps kicking it back because they I guess will not let her email you at school so <laughs> You have to use a different email address if you would like to kinda, join. What kind of program is this? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm guessing like, I don't know. I don't know what age the people are that get sent in school address. It could be like an elementary school or something. I don't know. I don't know how it works or like a high school. I don't know. Maybe they keep, they probably have like hmm. limits on who's allowed to email those people. I don't know. I don't know how yeah. it works. But anyway, we had a few kickbacks. So if you haven't received any kind of email, uh, you may need to sign up again. Or uh, particularly people that, uh, Used school email addresses because we got the email address, but it won't let us email you. Um, but we're going to be emailing after everybody registers by February 13th. We're going to e be emailing instructions on how to actually do the draft and hooking you up with your league and letting everybody do the drafts. It's going to be super fun. There's like hundreds of people doing it. It's going to be super fun. You're going to get, we're going to give people points <laughs> for like being the best in their league or whatever. And then you'll, we're going to give away big prizes. It's going to be super fun. So I guess the first big piece of news that we have is the, Daredevil 
Punisher, all of the Defenders series, Daredevil, Punisher, Jessica Jones, uh, the Defenders, are all leaving Netflix on March 1st, according to, um, I think, uh, EW report um it, it apparently said it in some of the apps or something like that like leaving march 1st and so far all i've been able to find is like kind of speculation around what's going on and everyone thinks hmm. the the rights for those characters have now reverted back to marvel but i don't know if the actual film right you know what i'm saying like the actual rights to the films have reverted back to marvel i'm assuming they have because i can't imagine they're just like leaving forever unless like netflix is being a real jerk about it <laughs> Oh, yeah, it could be the Netflix side. You're right. And I'll be yeah. very sad if they just put those, you know, away somewhere. And it's it's not fair. But I don't see them going to Disney Plus because it's just so kid friendly still. Right. Well, our, our other story may give some highlights. That I've been saying this, like, we'll find out what they're going to do with Moon Knight. Like, how dark is Moon mm -hmm. Knight going to get? And it looks pretty dark. It does. Um, just in tone and we'll see if they get as dark as some of the defender stuff but like um there was an interview with the moon knight this is, how good was that transition it's not like it's not even two stories um <laughs> there was an interview with the director uh, i ruined it that was great <laughs> one of the two directors of moon knight um uh, his name's aaron moorhead uh, and he had a, a quote talking about the moon knight um experience and he said it's stuff that's kind of like what we've already do archive 81 definitely shares dna with our previous films the endless and resolution um you'll see the same with moon knight so what he's talking about there he's they, two of their films and a series they just recently directed um hmm. And the Archive 81 is a series that's on Netflix. And Oh, oh my God. So I got like five episodes into that. And I was like, I don't care. And I turned it off. Oh, no. Oh, I didn't like it. Oh, no. That's but I'm bummer. not worried. I th yeah, I think it's the, I, I don't know. I'm very picky with my horror. So take that with a grain of salt. Right, right, right. Well, like, I yeah. feel like that was a horror thing, right? Like Archive 81 is a horror <laughs> show. It was supposed to be, I guess. That's what they were trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I was excited to tell you about this story, and now I think, feel like it's been ruined. I was excited because the, the whole point was that they're like drawing on these movies that they've made, and everything they've made up till now has been considered in the horror genre. I don't know how horror it's gotten. Okay, I think the resolution was good. If I'd, I'd have to give it a quick goog, but uh, yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah, apparently the endless and the resolution, which I thought this was really cool, are two horror movies. Uh, it's two separate horror movies, and it didn't sound like they were exactly sequels, but they exist in the same cinematic universe, which I love that kind of stuff. You know, sort of tangentially related horror movies. Like oh that. yeah, so the resolution is so good. I, it was what okay. I thought it was. Um, Sweet. It's like a guy shows up um, to help another guy like get off drugs, and the guy who's on drugs the whole time is like, "There's something else going on in these woods, man." And he's like, "No, dude, you're just on drugs." And I will leave it at that. Yeah. It was very good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I so like that's it. good. So yeah, I'm glad. Well, they, apparently that movie, the uh, the resolution and the endless, are both uh, are both horror movies in the same cinematic universe. Uh, that uh, something they said something about someone watching a tape or something like that and then something's being related to the tapes um it, it, it's and the uh the archive 81 is described as a time travel and reality bending series so like 
for you, the horror sounds exciting. For me, the like time travel and reality bending sounds really exciting. So like, <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it sounds very cool. I was excited to talk to you about it because you love horror so much. Yeah, I, I, so I'm on like episode five or six. I might go back and finish it, but like halfway through, I don't know. It, I got like what they were trying to do, but for me, it didn't make sense. Yeah, we'll, we'll maybe watch it and we'll talk about it. Okay. Yeah. I'm <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything for anybody. But <laughs> I was like, if at this point I don't care about any of you or your characters and I don't actually care about the plot, like, I'm like, I'm done. I'm out. Because that does not happen to me that often. Hmm. Yeah, that's very fair. I have also been going through a lot of things where I'm like, you know, buying a house is stressful, doing all this stuff is stressful. And my mind will just wander. I'm like, what if, what if my job shuts down in 10 years? I have a 30 year loan. And then I go down this like rabbit hole. So it's not fair. <laughs> yeah. But it didn't catch my attention enough to take me away from that. And that's what I look for in shows and movies nowadays. My bar is set high. <laughs> Absolutely. I need the escapism. <laughs> yeah. And, and way more to escape from. So you just like a harder difficulty level for the show to meet, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I hope the house buying uh, goes okay. What, do you want to talk about it? on? I don't want to scare people. <laughs> I mean, it's been the worst experience yeah, ever. It's been bad. <laughs> yeah. The one thing I will say, I think it's unfair that these, the buyers have to do the inspection. I think it should be a state run thing that the sellers have to get the inspection because like we got a $680 inspection and we've seen other houses where we've used others people who's backed out because of the inspections inspection and it's like wait a minute I just paid $680 this house is falling apart we didn't know that when we put the offer in uh we're probably going to back out but now they just have our inspection to let other people be like okay we're going to take that down 10,000 do as is and at the market you know it's cutthroat Somebody who has the money to like fix it up will buy it and flip it. Yeah. That's just not us right now. And I'm like, this stinks. <laughs> yeah, all stinks. That kind of money, just like throwing money like that out the window is mm -hmm. horrible. And it's cash, baby. They don't take credit. Mm. They don't take nothing. Yeah, you're like cash. I'm like, ugh. Ooh, that's rough. It just, cringe. yeah. And you just don't know what the house is like. You know, they start saying infrastructure, roof, wood rot, termites. You're like, uh, uh oh. Yeah, that's all stuff. <laughs> electrical. That's... No, like, oh, it has yeah. Victorian porcelain electrical sockets. Oh, gosh. Ten people have told me what it's called, and I cannot remember. But it's some <laughs> 1800s electrical, and I was like, they've been fine, right? <laughs> it's been fine up till now. So yeah, no, it's scary. So it's like, yeah, it's needs like thirty thousand dollars worth of work. So we have to go into this negotiation thing because you can't just back out, even though we did have a contingent on the inspection. So now we're just in this holding period of like, ugh, I don't want this messed up house. Right. Yeah. Like waiting for them to say if they'll do some fixing up on it or not. But if they do it, then you know, it all moves forward. I hope it works. I know you like the house. Thank I hope you. it works. Yeah. Better. Me too. Panic attacks daily, though. <laughs> oh, good. Good, good, good. <laughs> well, like like I said, escapism. Yeah, that's why they shouldn't take away my, like, I just went through all the Netflix shows. Like, we right. watched, I watched everything as out of order as you could. Because <laughs> it started with <laughs> Defenders, and I was like, well, now that I watch this, let's watch Daredevil. And then we watched Jessica Jones, and then we went on to The Punisher. <laughs> it's just like, but I, I know the story. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking of escapism and things coming up, uh, the other story, and I guess spoiler alert in case these leaks are real and you don't want to know, but it, the, uh, the, the app TV time uh, apparently dropped the episode titles and the release date. And it's still on TV time on the app 
for Ms. Marvel. Hmm. We don't know if they're real, um, but I mean, TV Times, you know, it's an app. I don't know how they get their information, and it doesn't seem like anybody knows if it's legit or not. You think if it was real, though, the mouse would have had it taken out by now. Well, the thing is, though, if they have it taken out, it starts to feel like they're confirming it. You know what I mean? That's true. <laughs> like, if they leave it up, it's like we have to sit here and go, mm. is it real? I don't know. It's already out there. People have already taken all the screenshots and stuff. So. <laughs> oh, no. Who knows? Um, but I feel like the most interesting, I mean, we, we can go by episode by episode here and talk about each of these titles because um, they all have kind of interesting titles. But first thing, it looks like it'll be May 11th. If this is correct, it'll be coming out on May 11th. Is that what it says? It doesn't say that I, on TV time. It says how many days until the movie. It says like 93 days until or whatever. Oh no, um, Or 90 days until, <laughs> which puts it at like the, on the 12th. But you know how they drop their stuff on wednesdays or whatever so yeah if they, if they continue to drop things on wednesdays that's may 11th which is one week after the last episode of moon night and it's the weekend that dr strange comes out so oh if, my goodness yeah, yeah so if that's real it's gonna go moon night all the way till uh may 4th may 6th is Doctor Strange, and then the next series starts right back up. Usually, they don't put them that close to the movies, though, so that they give them, like, two weekends. Yeah, they've, do- they've done both, so I don't know. People will go see Doctor Strange and then just go home and watch Miss Marvel, because that's how it is now. So Sure, yeah. So much content! <laughs> I would love it, especially if they actually have crossover stuff that goes between the shows. You know, like if Moon Knight in some way is referenced in Doctor Strange, and then Doctor Strange is in some way referenced in Ms. Marvel. Like, that's the that's the dream, you know? I know. If, if they can line them up that well. Give me that sweet continuity. Know. Yes, that's sweet. <laughs> Hot, wet, deep continuity. <laughs> I was gonna let you do it. <laughs> thank, thank you, thank you for setting me up for that. It's been too long. <laughs> if you know what I mean. I uh, do. <laughs> okay, so I, we don't know if it's true, but if that's true, that's super cool. Um, but you want to talk about these individual uh, episode titles? Let's do it. Okay, the first one apparently is called. Uh, Kamala Khan, colon, embiggen, exclamation point, <laughs> which, uh, yeah, it kind of fits her character. Like, I'm actually yeah. not surprised that it would say embiggen in the first title because it seems like that she would want to, like, they want to, like, have her gain the powers or we'd see her origin, but maybe she already has the powers from the very beginning. Who knows? I do love it when we, like, most people know or can easily see what her powers are with the video games. And we just kind of jump in like they kind of did with Spider-Man. We didn't have to do too much of an origin. Sure. Um, But I feel like they kind of have to for her. I I agree. I think that the the video game's not enough for everybody to know what's going on. Really? Mm -mm. Yeah. Um, Okay. Episode two. This Uh is probably the most interesting one. Mm-hmm. This one is called... I'm, I'm reading these for the first time, and it's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> the episode two, according to TV time, is called Lock and Jaws. So, Inhumans? Yeah, right. So, like, Lockjaw is an Inhuman, and so is Ms. Marvel in the comics. Yeah. And so, it makes sense if they're trying to draw an Inhuman's connection, but, like, are they? Are they going there? I mean, you don't call it lock and jaws unless you're talking about, you know, 
Lockjaw? Yeah, I would think so. I guess. I don't know. This is interesting. For sure. I've been saying it for, you know, ever since they kind of like have moved into this new era and the old TV shows, it's like what's real, what's not. And it's like they can kind of make whatever real they want to. And I just mm-hmm. don't see them doing that within humans. But yeah, who knows? Maybe they will. Maybe the like, you know, we just found out we just got uh, Kingpin and uh, Daredevil back into the fold on, on the screen. And like will they will they bring back the inhumans like or will it be a totally different version if it's a feat to take on you Mm -hmm. you know there's a lot of pressure yeah i trust them i mean they're stretching my you know they're wearing me a little thin but i'm like (laughs) start with the dog start with the dog start with my favorite inhuman (laughs) that's true that's true you get you get a big dog a big like bulldog looking dog it's so cute then i yeah i'm probably gonna i'm probably gonna love it regardless of what they do pretty exciting sorry my dog is chewing on this bone sorry buddy you can go out there if you want chew the bone all you like Quill and his timing. <laughs> yeah, they're picking the right in human for sure. Like, and you put a big dog on screen, I'm probably going to like him. <laughs> I liked Lockjaw <laughs> in the Inhuman series. Like, it was he was super cute. I didn't watch it. I couldn't do it. Yeah, it's not great, but uh, <laughs> if any... There are a few parts of it I liked, a few characters I liked, and Lockjaw is just Lockjaw. Although, there is, yeah. like, a weird thing about, like, he's an Inhuman, so he was human. And then he went through Terragenesis and became a dog. A big teleporting dog. It's a little strange. But like, <laughs> they—he is now their pet. <laughs> like he's the royal family's pet. I think that that, that show is just like inherently problematic. Like, like, if you get turned into a dog, what else do you do? <laughs> you guess. know, you're like, I can't really take care of myself. I'm a dog. I can only do dog things. <laughs> right, but it just seems like. Does he have the mind of a man? That seems like torture. It would probably be terrible. <laughs> Or like I look at my dog when you or like when your dog's super comfortable and you're like, oh God, I wish I had your life. Right. If you get sure. turned into a dog, you're like, I'm doing this dog life a hundred percent. You know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and, and I do feel like Lockjaw and Kamala Khan go well together, like the stretchy the stretchy character and the big huge dog, like just kind of it would be really <laughs> cute. <laughs> Uh, okay, the third episode is called The Woman I Look Up To. Obviously, Carol. Yeah, we all know, at least in comics and in the games and everything, she looks up to Carol. So, I'm guessing she'll show up. They, I think we know she's showing up, or do we? I don't know. Maybe it's the episode where she dresses up like her that right. we saw in the trailers. Oh, yeah, yeah. I wonder how this story will be told, because like... Them showing in the first episode, having Embiggen in the title, if that's true, makes me wonder if they're going to do some like flashbacky things or like, I just kind of got this, I assumed we'd get the story of her as like kind of a normal girl at first. And then she like encounters the powers, but who knows? Who knows? Like, it's easy to do that with Spider-Man because we've seen his origin so many times, but it's weird to just jump in with her. Yeah. Hmm. But you only have six episodes too, so you got to get to it. Hmm. Um, the fourth one is New Kid on the Block. So she's probably like coming out as like, I'm a superhero. So maybe that's the one where she wears Carol's costume. I'm so interested. Yeah, me too. <laughs> to see. Now it's like, huh. <laughs> I just hope they have some New Kids on the Block music in that episode. Oh, okay. 
Or maybe we'll have some other cameos in that one because, you know, if she's the new kid on the block, she's going to be like, I'm here now to help. That's exactly (laughs) what I was thinking. Like, if we get one episode where it's the woman I look up to and maybe she meets Carol Danvers and the next episode is new kid on the block, I wonder if like... Carol invites her to be part of the Avengers or part of whatever they have now that's not the Avengers, you know? <laughs> the tra- new training facility. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe she, like, becomes... It'd be really badass if we got, like, a, you know, Avengers, like, initiates, you know? And she got to be, mm-hmm. like, in Avengers training or whatever. Are there even Avengers anymore? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know anything anymore. Seems like Hawkeye doesn't even know. And he... He would. <laughs> he would. <laughs> it's one of the only originals left. Uh, <laughs> where are the Avengers when we need them? Um, okay. Episode five is called My Faith. And as hmm. we know, she's the first uh, like Muslim superhero to be like uh, on screen here. So like, and really one of the first big ones in comics. Um so I'm assuming it will yeah. like touch directly on that, which is kind of cool. Yeah. It's also the superhero stuff. Like if you don't have like your full faith in yourself, your powers don't work. Right. Like sure. I'm sure and it's towards the end. It's mm-hmm. going to be a nice, like montage of everything. I feel like, I feel like this show's going to have a lot of heart and I'm not usually like sappy like that, yeah. but I bet it's going to, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> the, the Moon Knight is much more your speed. I feel yeah. like, and this is going to be like more like shiny, happy young girl fighting, <laughs> fighting crime. Like, yeah, not, not necessarily the Ashley coffin story. I crossed that line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. And episode six, the final episode, according to this is only here to save the world. <laughs> That is cute. So, yeah. What do you think overall? Any thoughts? Anything this is leading you to believe about the show? Um, hmm. I think it's going to be very much like like a Hawkeye feel, which I really enjoyed Hawkeye. Yeah, and like the progression of the show. So I feel like uh, I'm I am excited for this. It's going to be interesting. I can't wait to see uh, the different powers that they're going to bring and like the new effects that i just we're just getting so good with technology now i'm excited to see as they bring more and more superheroes in with different powers like seeing it like on the screen i can't wait yeah the technology of all this creative stuff is getting so good and so interesting um i've been looking at uh I got really into looking into animation and how to create it lately because mm-hmm. I have a music video idea and I kind of wanted to like see about this. I found an animation tool that seemed like it was possible to use. And so I was like trying to mess with that. And it seems it's crazy how cheap and easy you can do such cool stuff with animation these days. But then watching mm-hmm. so much of that on YouTube, they started sending me down YouTube rabbit holes on game design too, like video game design. <laughs> and like the way you can get into video games these days and like all the stuff is kind of coded already. So you just get into the mm-hmm. world and you're like just dropping objects where you want them. And you can like have <laughs> these like preset things that are kind of similar to other games. And you're just like, all right, I need to put my twist on it, but here's a game. Like, it's crazy how, and I'm, I'm and with, with film stuff, it's all similar. Like they've got so many textures and so many, they've gotten so good at this stuff that it's just, yeah, you know, it's, I can't even wrap my mind around it. Yeah. It's pretty wild. It's pretty wild. <laughs> 
Um, all right. So that's about all we got from the news desk. Um, I'm excited about uh, Kamala Khan. <laughs> it's going to be good. I really think it's going to be good. I'm excited for everything, but I'm concerned. I want to know where they're putting my Daredevil shows. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. They need, if they take it off, that's fine. But I need to know your contingency. Mm-hmm. None of this. Just we're going to take it off and be silent about it. We don't need that. Not yeah. in this world. It'll be downright <laughs> upsetting if we don't get um, something quickly. You know. Well, and they'd also be stupid because I feel like it would be pirated so fast. Yeah. You know, truth. people would just snatch it up. Mm-hmm. You're just losing money, buddy. I mean, I guess they could already do that. I don't know how that stuff works. <laughs> I, th- I, I don't know what that wink means, Ashley. What? What? Oh, did sorry. I use the wrong eye? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. So we got some feedback from folks sending in, writing in, talking about things. Uh, let's see. First, we got um, Walter Kreisky um, on Patreon. Thank you, Walter, for writing in. Says, okay, so from my last feedback you guys read, I didn't actually think we'd see Ned on the sewing machine uh, making a suit. Hobgoblin, probably? Question mark. <laughs> uh, but now... Uh, with the promise slash threat of eating headphones, I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that was me. I promised to eat my headphones. It's like eat your oh, hat. No. You know, you eat your hat if if you're wrong. Okay. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> um, he, he says, kidding, sort of. Um, but okay, seriously, here's my new theory. I'm not buying this whole Doctor Strange didn't believe in magic at first, so that's why it was so difficult for him to open portals. Um, But Ned just did it easily. Ned's just gifted, extremely. Not as honed as Doctor Strange, but he has more natural magic. So, what if this causes him to sort of break through the spell from the end of No Way Home... Anyone who's practiced a skill, I don't know, skateboarding or playing guitar and becomes proficient knows what it feels like when someone just sort of has a better feel for it and gets better quicker than you, if you get what I'm saying. Because of this, some of Ned's memories push through. He doesn't know what's going on, but has weird flashbacks of his time with Peter Parker. Who? Uh, (laughs) And this sort of causes him to lose it. And he finally realizes what Peter did. And instead of respecting or understanding what he did, a now unstable Ned is angry, scared, and unhinged. How dare Peter take away their time together, his memories, all of it. And poof, your Ned Goblin origin story. Anyhow, uh, keep up the amazing work. And thank you for entertaining me on all my car rides. You guys are amazing. Hey, thank you, Walter. Hey. Appreciate you, bud. Thanks for being a patron. Yeah, and he, he here uh, is like, if, if Ned pieces it together because he's naturally magical, um, he kind of breaks out of the spell better than others, others might, or sees through the spell, mm-hmm. maybe, and sees that Peter took his memories away. I think that's a really good idea. I, I had a similar one on a cast a few weeks ago, and I think it's very possible that this will happen. But the idea that he'll actually go after Peter for that I think it's, it'd be interesting if he, th- he thinks he lost his friend Peter, 
but he doesn't know that it was Peter who did it. You know what I mean? Like he's like, yeah, this hole in his life and he's trying to figure it out. And somehow he knows to blame Spider-Man. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's very Harry Osborne. I mean, think about it. Like if he starts to piece back, there's these holes in his memory and he somehow sees them or whatever, more than other people because of his magic or because he's one of the people that had the most time spent with Peter, even discounting mm-hmm. the magic. Right. So then he starts to think like, with this hole in my memory, I'm missing big chunks. And almost every time, right before or after that hole, I was with Spider-Man. And I don't know. Yeah. Like, and I remember being knowing Spider-Man, and he was around a lot. But I don't know why these holes exist in my memory all around him. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, the, the repercussions. Yeah, it could absolutely drive him mad and, you know, send him into a Hobgoblin-esque fury. Mm-mm. Wanting to come after the Spider-Man. I dig it. I dig it. Yeah, I dig it. It's good. It's good, Walter. I like the idea of him being naturally magical and that being part of the story of him breaking out of the spell. Mm-hmm. It's good. And man, what... How horrible would it be for Peter if after everything he's done and like he gave up everything to protect his friends and it ends up driving his friend mad, you know? Yeah. Oh, these the Avengers. They, I mean, I love them. They're doing great, great work. But the repercussions, <laughs> I really like the political nature of what you say. You know, I think they're great. They're doing great work. But like, there's some serious systemic issues with the Avengers. <laughs> yeah, there's always they're always just in the now and not the five year plan. Like, what mm-hmm. could happen? Well, and every time they try to, Tony invents a murder bot. So. You know, get me started. I know it's Tony Stark's fault. Some in my throat. Yeah, I like it. I dig it. I don't like it. I don't want them to fight. (laughs) I do. I love it. And like Dane DeHaan's version of the the Goblin, I just didn't get into. They made him look like an actual like Goblin, like one that would like guard a bridge that goats were crossing. He was like furry. (laughs) He was. He was. You're totally right. He had like the teeth, like the. Like he was like I was like no dude he's not that much of a goblin like sure in the Spider-Man like in the animated series he kind of looked more like a goblin but right that one was that that goblin needed to be on a bridge with a cloak and you know stopping some goats (laughs) (laughs) I I fully agree that that version of the goblin was weird and then you got the other version from the Raimi trilogy and as much as I loved that Harry that third movie just has some problems and I don't feel like it really gets to um, explore that relationship like it needed to. Like that should have been, if they're going to do that, the best friend becomes the villain. Like that needs to be the focus of the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it didn't feel that way. Mm-mm. So I'm, I'm excited to see a version of that story. Spider-Man's best friend becomes a villain. If they, if they go there, if they decide to go there. Um, yeah. Who knows at this point? Yeah. I'm excited if if they do to see them do it and me like really buy into it because so far the MCU has told these stories in ways that felt a lot more real and grounded than the, any of the other versions really. Mm-hmm. I agree. And, and more fully fleshed out, I guess. Well, up next we have Megan Carroll. Hey, what a great last name. <laughs> uh, she says, Hey there, Ashley, Matt, and Jeff. Uh, Shout out to Matt for the same last name. (laughs) Shout out to you, Megan. Shout out to you. Uh, First time writing in. 
Uh, I think it's the first time a Carol's ever written in. I think ever. I think so. I don't. I don't know that. I don't meet that many Carols. Like maybe I have a weird. Mm-hmm. I don't even have that many family members. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that many of my family members. Um, so I don't know that many Carols. So it's good to good to hear from one. Maybe it's a cousin from somewhere, like a lost maybe, relative. Maybe uh, a fourth cousin. I only know that my family is traced back to like. The mountains of Georgia. That's as far as I know back. A few generations. They're like super hillbillies in Georgia. <laughs> Mountain folk. Oh, yeah. And that's my dad's side. It. My mm-hmm. mom's side. My mom is a Hatfield. It's apparently the Hatfields from like the Hatfield and McCoy feud. Like those hillbillies. Really? Yeah. So oh, I'm like cool. 100% hillbilly. Like that's <laughs> apparently where, I, where my stock comes from. <laughs> I love that for you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Let's see. Uh, back to Megan Carroll's story. Uh, <laughs> feedback. I wanted to start off by saying I am so incredibly happy to have found your podcast during WandaVision. Uh, I took a bit of a Marvel hiatus after Iron Man 3. Ooh, wow. That's a big hiatus. Up until I was able to watch the chron- them in chronological order on Disney Plus. Uh, since then, I've been a full blown MCU nerd. A word of ende- a word of endearment, <laughs> because mm-hmm. let's face it, nerds run the world. Absolutely. Um, Your podcast is so great on explaining character backgrounds, theories, comic book knowledge, and pointing out details that aren't always seen or understood. So, I really appreciate your efforts to put these together each week. Uh, I have a possible theory after finishing the Hawkeye and Daredevil series with Kingpin coming into the MCU, he is going to need other powerful people to work with slash for his organization in order to maintain his dominance. That being said, what if Kingpin and the power broker are working together or somehow linked through Val? The question of who Sharon was talking to at the end of Fatwas has yet to be answered, and there hasn't been much linking the Fatwas series with all the other Disney Plus shows on MCU or MCU movies released in Phase 4. What are your thoughts on this? Side note, uh, I wanted to applaud your efforts on the discussion during Fatwas. That was not always fun to talk about, uh, but needed to be said. Uh, the comment that was said about civil rights not being politics really resonated with me, and I don't think a better argument can ever be said on that topic. Keep up the amazing work. You make my work days so much more enjoyable when listening to the podcast. Megan Carroll. Thank you, Megan. Thank you, Megan. Thank you, Megan. And absolutely, uh, civil rights is not politics. Um, it's straight up, <laughs> straight up morality. Um, exactly. And like, there's lots of things we can talk about politics and like, what's a good policy here or there? Or, but if we can't agree on the goals, then we got a problem. And that's yeah. like, yeah. And the goals should be the system not oppressing people. You know, <laughs> that should be one of the many goals. It's just so difficult to understand. It's so hard. So, so yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I hope so. I honestly would like to see Sharon and Val and Kingpin all in one room together. I think that'd be great. Absolutely. And we know, yeah, we know now that Val is connected to Kingpin. Uh, th- we know because of how Val went and hired Yelena. <sighs> hmm. 
I, I absolutely could see it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. She's the power broker. And we've been talking all about this stuff with like the, all these different villains that are sort of coalescing into like sort of a hero. The Dark Avengers is what we've been talking about forever. Mm-hmm. And the possibility of all these people coming together. And it recently I speculated the idea that like uh, Fisk could easily kind of slot into the Norman Osborn role a little bit or mm-hmm. work with Norman Osborn. It just depends on how many people they want to bring yeah. into the fold. Because mm. I would love to see like Sharon starts to gain you know, strength in, in the underground world and ends up going against Daredevil, like the morality he's going to have. You know how mm. he gets mad. <laughs> you know how he gets with bad his bad decisions. <laughs> with his morality. <laughs> with his bad decisions? I don't feel like... Uh, go I rewatch mean, Daredevil yeah. and tell me you're not mad at Matt the entire time. <laughs> the stuff surrounding Elektra, he was always... I mean, he doesn't tell his friends things. That's true. He lies to everybody well, yeah, and he gets beat up all the time. He's the superhero with a secret identity. Like, that's the thing, you know? And I mean, yeah. the big question with Daredevil, and it's lo- it's such a lovely question they explore is the idea of like is he doing the violence that he's doing for the sake of humanity or only because he's a violent man like that's like mm-hmm. the central question of that show oh i recently rewatched the, the best. last episodes of that and like oh man it's good it's so good the last the last interaction with him and kingpin is oh, at the just, house yeah, i know, I know. Oh. oh man they did that thing with um poindexter that i really noticed this time um the buzzing it sounded like bees or something like every time he was having like a psychosomatic moment mm-hmm. they would come in with this horribly uncomfortable sound and i just was like the detail that they put into that show was just so good yeah it really is it's gonna be hard to top it is and it's gonna be really hard for disney to come out with a version of that show that we're all going to accept or a version of daredevil and kingpin because i mean as as much as i love vincent d'onofrio i i still have a hard time with his appearance in a uh, hawkeye like it just doesn't line up yeah with the kingpin we know exactly and for a few reasons um i think it's a little sanitized <laughs> and he a little more cartoony he seems like he took mm-hmm. super soldier serum for some reason of course there's moments there's moments <laughs> like that in daredevil too where he does some pretty superhuman things but yeah constantly yeah he really does it i remember i didn't notice it as much um watching it before but watching on the rewatch um and he that the suit i don't know we'll see we'll see as i just hope i i'll be fine if they pepper them through all of like the shows coming up like even if they don't give them their own show right away i'm like pepper away yeah 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 absolutely (laughs) i think that's Probably it seems seems like what they're going for with the way they brought them both back, and they brought them both back within like a week of each other. How insane was that? I oh. know. I really need Jessica though. Yeah, me too. Even though she's a little bit harder to put onto that PG thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. That's why she's my favorite. Well, that's a, I mean, and we talked about it at the top. Netflix. They're leaving Netflix. Like, are they going to put those shows as they are on Disney Plus, or are we going to need to start having like? Some of the MCU is on Hulu or whatever. I don't know why Netflix would choose to do that. Like, I wonder, I want to know what's going on. I wish it was all public information. Yeah, every article I read seemed to not be worried about it. It seemed like they're all like, it's probably coming to Disney Plus soon. Uh, but uh, I just don't know that. But that doesn't make sense. Right. And Netflix produced those shows. Like, 
I know they have the rights to the characters back, but I never thought they had the, we're going to get the rights to the shows because Netflix produced them. Maybe there's some mm-hmm. sort of deal. Maybe this was always the plan. Maybe so many years after the shows were released, they go, they revert back to Disney. I, I don't know. I hope it's not the mouse pulling it. You know what I mean? I hope it's not Disney being like, uh, and now we're rewriting this and we don't, we know everybody thinks that this is the best. So we're just going to take it away. Yeah. But you can't really take it away. Well, and, even more than that, like this is this is sacrilege to even talk about. Makes me mad to think about. But like we've seen them do crazy things on Disney Plus where they like, you know, they went in and uh fixed mistakes. They removed that guy from Star Wars or they uh that that <laughs> grip from Star Wars where they fixed Vision's arm when when uh when it was colored wrong oh, and yeah. stuff like that. They do little ch- changes after the fact on Disney Plus, which, you know, I've I don't know. I haven't seen other other networks do that kind of stuff. So like Game of Thrones did. Oh, there was oh, that the, the coffee, coffee cup. cups. Did they do that on, on then, HBO? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that's fun. Okay. Well, that worries me though because like yeah, we shouldn't compare anything to the last season of Game of Thrones. No. Yeah. What if they bring in Daredevil? They they drop it on uh uh. <laughs> Disney Plus, and then we like go back and f- figure out there's like you know fifty percent less head sludge is dropping off that car, you know, like they just like <laughs> sort, of, sort of sanitize it just a little, a little less violent, a little less blood on uh, Matt Murdock's mm-hmm. hands, you know. Uh, I yeah, I don't want it to be sanitized. I love that show the way it is. No. It's brutal. Yeah. Mm. Uh, like, how are you even going to do the scene where the Punisher gets jumped by all of the? the cellmates in or the the guys in the prison yeah oh it's such a great scene such a great scene my favorite parts of that uh series are the extended hallway fights oh yeah like the each one had to top the other even though the first one is the best one (laughs) um i don't know that third one the fact that they do that all in one take and they even have a bit of acting in the middle like it was a bunch of stunts you you gotta get me out of here they actually have that little (laughs) bit of exchange with him Ah, it's so good oh it's Mm -hmm. so good that third go watch it yeah i I may have to go watch time yeah right (laughs) march 1st guys march 1st crazy okay uh last one here we got mio newman says hello it's Mio, uh, your international listener, <laughs> the, 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 the one and only, uh, just teasing. Uh, we have, we have, we have a number, uh, but thank you for writing in Mio. Um, I have some theories and thoughts. Uh, so to start us off, I have a young Avengers theory. So I have been diving into the comics a bit. And what I have realized is that there are a few superheroes, including the young Avengers who fight the scrolls, including the super scroll and who have been more and more with the scrolls. So I believe that the scrolls will be the main antagonist of secret invasion. Basically, an alien invasion, so I am thinking maybe we will get some hints towards it, like maybe we see Nathaniel Richards or something like that. Maybe Secret Invasion is more important and bigger than we think. Hmm. Uh, Now, my thought is, how can an old man cap be a thing if when you time travel, it doesn't affect uh, the future? Dr. Banner clearly says that it doesn't affect your future because now your past is your future. So, 
then how can Cap be old and meet with the Avengers? And would he have experienced everything but in the third person? Uh, I would love to hear your thoughts, uh, your international listener, Mio. It's, it's like a loop, because when young Cap leaves, old Cap shows up. Yeah. And then young Cap goes through it all. Right. So the, the, the quote she's talking about when they say that that's not how time travel works, you can't change. He doesn't say you can't change your future. We can all change our future, right? Like we can make changes right now and do something and it changes our future, no matter what we do. We're cha- we can change the future. Mm-hmm. We can't change our past because it becomes a paradox. Because if you go backwards and you can change something in the past, it will invalidate the past so the only way this old man cap works and i think they did a bad job in the movie because they did a bad bad enough job that the writers and directors disagree on how it works (laughs) um oops (laughs) yeah but uh the idea is he can go back and he either was always in the timeline or when he goes back, he is in a different timeline. Those are the two options. He can't change things in the timeline. It's possible that that loop just always existed. He always went back and married Peggy. He was always mm-hmm. the, the grandfather or whatever. Um, he was always her, her mate. Sharon's grandfather. Yeah. Sharon's grandfather. <laughs> uncle. Uncle by marriage. Hopefully. Still Ma. gross. Still gross. Can't. Uncle daddy boyfriend. Mm, uncle daddy <laughs> cool boyfriend. No. No. Uh, on, on uncle daddy boyfriend. That will be all for this evening. Uh, no. Crushed it. But no. Mio says the scrolls. Um, scrolls. I, I, I mean. I'm really curious because Secret Invasion, how big is that show going to be? Like, how important mm-hmm. is that show going to be? Is it going to be something that stays contained? Is it going to be like an Age of Ultron situation where, like, this big Secret Invasion story is kind of, like, truncated into this little thing about four characters? Or is it going to be something that spills into every part of the universe and we're going to have to worry who's a scroll forever, you know? Hmm. I wonder if, like... This was another James Gunn thing, knowing about the Secret Invasion show, and he's like, "I'm going to beat you guys to it with Peacemaker." <laughs> right? Yeah, we talked about that on our. Peacemaker we did coverage. talk about yeah. it. Okay. Oops. <laughs> I was like, "Wait, what? It's clicking with me." Uh, now I believe it more. <laughs> yep. Yep. Totally. Because <laughs> they're already here. <laughs> yeah. In the show Peacemaker, uh, there is a little bit of a storyline similar to a Secret Invasion type storyline, and and yeah, we we were speculating on our Pandavision episodes, which you should all go listen to. You should all watch Peacemaker if you're an adult or a savvy baby. Um, <laughs> you should all go watch Peacemaker. and Especially if you're 14. <laughs> it's so good. It's so, so good. Um, but, uh, and we, we're, we're covering around PandaVision and it's been a lot of fun. We're almost at the finale. Next week? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whew, excited. It's been it's been one of the best shows. We gotta stop. Right, they're gonna turn on us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because it's the DC show. DC, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, uh, <clears throat> but it's James Gunn. They, it's they, just they been so know. good. This is Marvel's fault. <laughs> that show is, you know, like we, we. It's really interesting if you look at the history of comics and the sort of like split offs between Marvel and DC because a lot of times mm-hmm. what happened is one one company would be mistreating a creator and they would jump over and work for the other company. It happened mm-hmm. all the time. If you like look at Marvel DC history, it's like constant like everyone loves this guy, 
and then he jumps over to DC and works for them. Everyone loves this artist, and he jumps over there. Everyone loves this writer. He jumps over. Yeah, like, he goes back and forth, and it's it's and it happens both ways. And like this James Gunn situation is like the first time I know of that it's like happened like in re in real time in like the director of a movie like <laughs> he did not like it so much or like hey you know they treated him they treated him bad they treated james gunn bad yeah. um and he jumped and he's now like he's gonna finish guardians 3 and i'm so excited about that but then he's going back to dc to work for more he's apparently dave was telling me today on the star trek universe podcast that um apparently they are He's already committing that he's making another DC series about another DC character after Peacemaker. I had read that too, like a different Suicide Squad character, yeah. right? Uh, I did. I or don't know. just DC altogether. Okay, I, I, I'm not sure. I, maybe it was another Suicide Squad character. I wonder who the Weasel. Probably the Weasel. I hope the, that Weasel. <laughs> I need to know everything. Yeah. He's just <laughs> How did we get here? Murder. <laughs> I mean, he's 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 everything Ashley loves. He's a cute, a cute animal, and he's a murderer of children. <laughs> That's just the two facts we know. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, <laughs> on that note, on that note, <laughs> I saved a baby goat the other night. Oh, what? What? Tell us. Did you see that on Facebook? No. Tell us about okay. saving a baby I'll take goat. Two minutes. So I'm driving through the city. I am a two blocks from my house, not even. And I see a black poof run across six lanes of traffic, like oh, traffic. Oh my gosh. Uh, and go over to a taco. But I was like, was that a dog? Was it a big rat? Like what was it? I'm trying to process, but I kind of saw it jumping a little bit. So I went down to the turn. I turned around and I'm like, was that a goat or like what? And it was, it was the tiniest little black goat in the middle of West Philadelphia. What I, I caught, so so I pull, it, it ran to a Taco Bell parking lot and there was an empty lot next to it, which is um, where it went. And I parked the car there and it must have been cold. So it was like staying by the front of my car, but wouldn't let me near it. So I call animal control and they're like, uh, call the police. I was like, um, okay, animal control. I thought that was your job. <laughs> so I have to call 911. And I was like, they're like, 911, what's your emergency? I was like, hi, uh, not an emergency, but might be. Um, I'm two blocks from the police station and there is a baby goat that is going to run in the street and get mur like killed. I need somebody to come help me. And animal control said to call you. Oh my God. And they were like, oh, I'll tell my supervisor. So like maybe 12 minutes later, one cop car comes and uh, he gets out and he's like, are we serious right now? I was like, yeah, there it is. It's a little goat. And it starts running from us. So he calls within like two minutes, like six other cop cars came down because we were right next to the station. And I guess everybody wanted to see the little goat. So we have a standoff with this goat with at least seven cops for like eight minutes. People at Taco Bell are like, what's going on? Because there's just cops. It looks like, you know, maybe somebody's crowded. Are the lights the on? Like, is everything? Yeah, it's just like cop cars. So <laughs> finally, at the end, this goat takes his mad dash into the street and everybody starts screaming because it's yeah. going to get hit. And everybody runs into the street and just stopping traffic. And the goat ran under their car, a car. They surrounded it and they got it out. And uh, this one officer uh, had like land and they were going to take it home and put it in their, their like barn and find somewhere for it to go because the city is not where a little goat should be no um so that happened when i was coming back from getting my nails done <laughs> how did the, the did other the, night did the nails survive 
Yes, I couldn't get there. The goat didn't let me come near it, but it was this little black goat. Oh my goodness! I'll post a picture of Please it in the uh, of it. in the Facebook. I want to see. I want to see it. Go to yeah. go to the stranded panda chat on Facebook, everybody, to see a picture of the goat. Uh, <laughs> it's like it's it's also a wonderful place to communicate with other pandas out in the community. Uh, there's a, a couple thousand people there talking about Marvel and DC and it's fun great. stuff. But the goat, go see the goat. Stranded panda go chat see. on Facebook. <laughs> it was so tiny. That is so cute. I want to. I there's yeah. a TikToker that has like a baby horse, like it's some sort of miniature horse, and they keep it in Aww. their house. It's like something like Ralph the house horse or something like that. And I, <laughs> I just it makes me want a, a horse. I had a pig when I was younger, and like a potbelly pig or like a big. Pig? It was a potbelly pig, but supposedly it was going to get big. Like it would have gotten pretty big. Like it was a Vietnamese potbelly pig. But they told me Aww. that it would have gotten bigger. Uh, anyway, I don't know how big, but I did end up giving it away because it would not potty train like for the Aww. life of me. They said it would. They said it would just like a dog. Just do it like a dog. And it did not work. Yeah. No. I did everything I know. Diabetes. And it would like <laughs> it would like find places to hide and poop in the house. So like I would find oh, like no. a little like area where it had been finding a place and like hide behind the TV and then under a dresser and then whatever it would find. A little, and like I just could not. It would pee outside, which was which was nice because the poop was pretty easy to clean up. But it would not pee. It would not poop on outside at all. <laughs> it just like couldn't. Pigs, man. Pigs. I, I don't know. <laughs> the pet store shouldn't sell those. Right? <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. I was like a, I was like an eighteen year old kid living in an apartment, and I was like, I'm gonna buy a pig. I'm gonna get a pig. <laughs> They're like, yeah, it works. And they just wanted to make their hundred dollars or whatever. They're gonna eat my garbage. It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> I did love my pig. I taught him to give me a massage to wake me up every morning. Aww. They root. I didn't know you could do that with pigs. Well, they root with their nose. They have this really tough nose and they root for food. Like that's how mm -hmm. they like dig in the ground for food. And so I literally taught the pig to wake me up when it was hungry by like rooting on my shoulders right here. And it would like give me a little like massage every morning on my shoulders, <laughs> like my traps. It would like root on my traps. I was like, all right, I'll feed you. Just do that for a minute. Yeah, right Just there. <laughs> right there. This isn't how you get me to go quicker. <laughs> and I named, it, was, it was named Winifred Burkle. Aww. Called him Fred. Her Fred. Of course. Um, okay. <laughs> That's cute. We're all done. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back real soon. Oh, crap. Did she message you? She did. Uh, we're, we'll do that at the top. Don't forget to check out... I'll, I'll, we'll say it in a second, and I'll edit it into the top. Uh, don't forget, if uh, the deadline for signing up for the draft is february 13th so go to strandedpanda.com slash draft and there's a link just click right there and it will take you right over to uh, be able to draft um if you don't know what the super <laughs> if you don't know what the 2021 two superhero draft is <laughs> go to uh, go a couple episodes ago we did it here on the podcast so it's basically we're picking characters, much like fantasy football or fantasy whatever, picking characters and deciding who gets the most heroic team this year. Um, and that will be about it from us. Peace. Until next time, true believers. Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Available everywhere you get podcasts and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv and available at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, geeky projects, and ways to support the network, visit strandedpanda.com. <laughs>